Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story is of very little interest to the general listener, except for how it's going to impact you personally right now, which is... I am now living in Southern California, and I guess my town is experiencing one of these rolling blackouts, this planned blackout. So they turned off our power for five hours, and I have two, I have three kids actually in Zoom school. So we've had to, I pawned off my poor son who has Down syndrome, had him skip the day and just go off with a friend. But my other kids, my daughter had a math test, whatever. So my other kids and I are having to share a kind of remote portal. So I do not have my full 30 minutes available for the free 30 today. We will do a full 15 for the patron 15. And hopefully we'll get enough of the big stories to you. But this is, if you're a new listener, I believe that we have never done this before. Even when I had to go make an emergency pickup, like a nine hour round trip drive, I did the show from my phone in the car. (laughs) So this is not a normal thing, but I actually cannot even do that because I've got to facilitate these kids going to their little classes. So with that, my apologies and Binkley, let us cover the big thing. It's, it is, I think it's important, this riots in Minneapolis because of an officer who supposedly mistakenly shot a black guy they were stopping and she meant to shoot him with her taser, but she shot him with her gun. That's the official story. Riots are coming out because the trial of Derek Chauvin, who's been, uh, who's being tried for murder, and manslaughter against George Floyd from last year, that trial is progressing, if not in its final stages. And the explosive impact of this shooting has really rocked Minneapolis. But what we're looking at here are the propaganda and the agenda items that these activities are serving. And I would like to dig a little bit into whether we can really believe the story. But what's your what's the latest on this, Binkley? Well, the officer who shot and killed Dante has been arrested. Kimberly Potter. She was arrested this morning and she is going to be charged with second degree manslaughter, facing up to potentially 10 years in prison. And they say typically people get four years who end up getting convicted of this. And it's not enough. That's the messaging that I'm seeing online from people on the left. And they have also because her address leaked online on social media. There are police outside of her house. They've erected, they fortified her house. They built a fence around her house and people in her neighborhood have fled the neighborhood in fears that riots are going to break out there. There's something significant about that. This is one of the layers of the onion I wanted to peel. I remember when Mitch McConnell and other lawmakers were accosted at restaurants, obviously before COVID, but during the Trump era. And that kind of thing just seemed weird to me. Nancy Pelosi's house was vandalized. Some of that stuff just seemed really weird to me. And then just a couple of days ago on the radio. So in Atlanta, what used to actually bump our show a little bit sometimes was handle on the law. But out here, that guy, Bill, I think his name is Handel, is the morning show on the 
the WSB affiliate or former affiliate KFI. So I hear handle every, you know, anytime that that station is on and I don't like him. So I don't dislike him personally. And I know a lot of people actually do like him personally, but I just, he's a, a liberal, I don't know, or whatever you want to call him. He's likes big government. I heard him once say, I'm for any tax increases at all. I don't even have to know why. And like, he kind of lost me with that one. So what he said was he was ranting about how, or he was like sympathizing with how some of these public officials, people would show up at their house protesting. And I think the example he used, I honestly think it was, I didn't, couldn't Google it because I was driving, was the DA who got voted out of office. But prior to that, she was, there were protesters in front of her house for not charging the officer who shot Anthony McLean twice in the back. So Handel is sympathizing with this woman who I would say was the worst. Except for the one guy who replaced her. So I actually voted for her, even though I hate the Anthony McLean story, but that he was sympathizing with her instead of bringing out the real truth about her record. But his but the punchline for that was there should be a law that keeps protesters from a certain amount of distance like a restraining order from their house. And they actually, anyone with Secret Service in D.C. has that kind of a law. I mean, to me, and he was like, that's not a violation of the First Amendment. Well, it's only not a violation of the First Amendment because we don't consider the First Amendment absolute right or wrong. But you cannot go on somebody's property. But even like when my mother used to pray the rosary outside Planned Parenthood, she would have to do it like on the sidewalk. She'd sit on the curb or I don't know. She couldn't she couldn't be in the way. But she couldn't be on their property. And these and you cannot be on somebody's property. That's trespassing. But there yes. is an agenda here to insulate legislators. Now I'm not sure if it's for them or if this kind of barrier stuff is to keep them hostage. Like I actually wonder at how far they're going to go in trying to tear down representative government. I'm not a fan of it, but I, I'm much less a fan of having the UN come in. There's another thing about barriers also that is tactical and it's the way that it provokes is when a barrier is erected and there is unrest, that barrier is begging to be climbed and torn down. So I think that's mm. an, an aspect of what's going on here because I'm seeing these protest tactics that we've been seeing for the past year becoming more and more sophisticated as though protesters across the country are being trained in real time. They might not even realize it, but being trained in urban guerrilla warfare, domestic warfare tactics. These these aren't protesters that just got up off the couch because they were mad and showed up not really sure what to do. These are protesters that showed up in a specific type of outfit with umbrellas, with what with the knowledge, apparently the knowledge they needed to to push back the police officer tactics with targeted institutional places they were going to going directly to the police station, to, to the courthouse, finding out where her house is and going there. This is guerrilla warfare, and they've been training for it in real time for the past year. And the public is also being conditioned to just live in a state of constant domestic warfare, essentially, with these ongoing protests all the time. Well, there was something in the news today that made me want to ask you how to piece it together with some of the insider clips you brought us on Rockfin. I hate to always refer to Rockfin for people who haven't seen it, but we always explain it. We're not just trying to drive you to it. We're explaining it. So I want you to help me piece this together. This is the quote. I think you'll know why it matters. Uh, it was like the police chief or somebody said, 
or some official, we think outside elements may be planning to show up and infiltrate peaceful protesters and cause mayhem. Now, remember the quote I'm thinking of. It yeah. was, uh, I don't, I, it was, I believe. The CFR. Yes. That woman, she was some, I don't know if she was just Arab or she was an, like an Arab liaison or something like that, but she had a lot of White House connections. She had been involved in controversy yeah. before. She was an analyst and she was saying, that what we're doing is we're putting CIA people into these organizations. She called it black create, propaganda. Yeah, to create distrust inside the group. Yes. Now, her idea, what she was saying was that it was to weaken the group. But I think since the FBI or the CIA created the group in the first place, I thought maybe it was to give cover. I don't know. But they keep talking about that. They talked about it January 6th and they're talking about it now. We've heard this theme. Do we just need to keep an eye on this? I think we should keep an eye on it. I mentioned at the time that it was a bit surprising how open she was about the black propaganda CIA operation agents being infiltrating QAnon is what she was talking about to tear it apart from the center but she was giddy about the data collection aspect of it you send the CIA agents in there to kind of cause unrest within the group and then that triggers them to go out and take a bunch of actions based on emotion and then they just collect the data Interesting. That's why I never really liked the body cams for the cops. I thought they are literally cataloging anyone who shows up for any protest. Yes. And just to clarify, black propaganda is when it is a propaganda of the deed or the word, but it seems to be coming from somebody the opposite of who is coming from. So white propaganda is when a U.S. soldier in a uniform hands out chocolate to the little kids yeah. that he just, quote, liberated. Gray is when usually when you don't know who it is, but black propaganda is if a uh, an enemy combatant was dressed as a U.S. soldier yeah, and yeah. shot that kid in the head, like covert deception. It's yeah. like a false flag, yes. but it's that's what that's how they talk about that. So yes, so I thought that that was meaningful. I was annoyed that it said the last I read, which was in the print. You know, the journal, so it could be dated material, but it said 40 people were arrested for rioting and breaking curfew and hundreds of officers used vehicles and chemicals to push protesters back. I have two things about that. It is absolutely outrageous to me that there are curfews. We have martial law. That is what that is. You have National Guard, you have federal, quote, peace officers or whatever, and you have... um uh, the concept of curfew that's outrageous to me what are you gonna you know this is i'm beginning to lose hope here and it's i thought it was a little i'd have to look at it but many times when you look at these protests there aren't even hundreds of protesters so my guess is most of those arrests were for breaking curfew and there were if there were hundreds of officers using vehicles and chemical irritants to push protesters back there was probably more officers involved than protesters possibly no way. Is it crazy? It's possible. I, you know, they only show the images that are tight, that yeah, look like there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Yeah. And you don't ever see the bird's eye view images rarely, but the protests seem to be pretty intense. It seemed to be increasing in violence. So it, it was just, it was set up to be a disaster. And I blame everyone involved personally. <laughs> Don't go protest in Minnesota right now. It's a terrible right. idea. I don't care how mad you are. There's better ways to pursue justice and going down and do it. Because the people going there right now to protest are being conned. And so are the police officers. I mean, it's well, con. I another thing that you brought us, and this I think was 
not from a Rockfin thing, although we brought it to that also, but it was just from a propaganda report episode we did a long time ago that the, I think it was the PSYOPs guys were, or InfoOps guys were talking about how the 2020 election was going to usher in martial law. And yeah. and sure enough, we have that. I think they said Russia would be the tripwire, but they have a tendency not to tell the truth. I've actually seen that in writing, like they don't give their best ideas out so people can't <laughs> point to it as being a yeah. false flag. It's kind of funny. We got a, a patron message, us, I believe it was Amy, who said when she looked at the actual video that, uh, that we're told is Kim Potter accidentally shooting uh, Dante Wright... Uh, Amy makes two points that clearly the the weapon that Amy is holding is a gun and you can see her other officers with a non with their tasers on their hips, bright yellow, just like the ones I had seen as being the ones that Minneapolis. So that would be hard to believe that she would mistake it. I know. You know, maybe you found evidence to the contrary. And There's the been other stories thing. of it happening in, in the past and in, in the heat of the moment, but that does that doesn't mean that what you're that doesn't invalidate the idea yeah, that it no, might right, be but, the setup. Yeah, so they're just making sure that it's ambiguous. And then the other thing Amy points out, which I thought was very very interesting, is that we were supposedly hearing the audio from one of these body cams or some camera or some audio on the scene because you hear. Uh, Kim Potter saying supposedly tase you tase you or I have a taser 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 something really weird and then say holy shit I shot him you know something strange but what Amy points out is guns are loud so if you're hearing that and she's fine that is really funny because I went I I recently went to a shooting range and the gun even with headphones on was quite loud. Yeah. So I, you would have heard it. And so yeah. that is interesting. To that point about guns, that made me think of something else with the urban warfare aspect of this. I don't have a statistic. I'll see if I can find one later. I'd be willing to bet that America, Americans are more armed right now than they ever have been before. Yeah, that's true. So constant domestic warfare type conditions and more and more people are actually armed because of the fear of this stuff. There are ammo shortages out here there. I don't know if all guns are like this, but there is not an abundant supply of guns. Like people are waiting for their orders to be filled for someone was telling me a year. He was waiting for a specific gun that he had ordered for a year. Wow. I know. Ammunition, you're right. It's hard to get ammunition. You know, my my distinction, this is something in in the glossary, you're going to add to the glossary in the patron 15, I know, but I have the distinction I draw between resistance grade weaponry. So that's the stuff they want to take away from you. Body armor, magazines, long guns, stuff like that. uh, Rapid fire, anything that could actually give them a run for their money if they wanted to come to your house and drag you away for exercising your First Amendment right on January 6th, or they want to come and kill you chickens they want to make sure you can't fight back but they're i think they're fine with you having the guns that actually kill the most people in the country when you when you talk about 13 or thirty thousand homicides or whatever that it's handguns that are almost all uh gun related deaths in this country they seem okay with us having handguns even to the point where they encourage it and i think that might go to what i've called target justifying weaponry so they come with their tanks their body armor and their huge weapons and you answer the door wondering what the fuss is about and you have your your six hour whatever pistol 
and they get to kill you. Like William David Powell, Google that from Georgia. He hurt. There was a wrong address. People were sneaking around his house in the middle of the night. He turned on the lights, opened his garage. So it'd be like real out in the open, had his gun by his side and they just mowed him down and they didn't even get charged because he did have a weapon in his hand. So there's yeah. there. I just, I feel like the, there's two sides to the gun thing. They, they gin up the panic and then they, but they want to make sure that they get rid of what they're calling ghost guns or, th- and they're just going to throw 3D printer stuff into that. So maybe that's something you want to get ahead of. What do you think? You said something earlier before we started about the tasers and the guns, because they did have that story where they were saying, well, this has happened before. Oh, yes. My guess is that this goes to separating out cops from like social workers so the way bobbies are have no guns in england like their cops have no guns they'll have that kind of a cop for us that only has tasers and then the big guys will only have guns and and one of our listeners a patron messaged me some time ago saying that then you've got if the cops are called they will be they are they know they are only being called when things are out of hand like they will so then the cops it'll be so distinct the 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 roles of the peacekeeper say the de-escalation expert and the cop will be so well defined the training will be so distinct that actually just the act of making the making the call like say you're the dispatcher so they don't have to have everybody in on some kind of escalation in conflict among the people. They can just have a dispatcher say, I'm sending in the SWAT team and that'll blow that motherfucker to the ground. You know, like, yeah. And that goes to something that you were saying about the, the idea that they're training people for, for conflict in the streets. It, it feels like they're training guerrilla warfare fighters to me. And you know what else was in the news in the journal was that the, uh, the only entity identified as helping to organize the protests in the article I was reading is CARE, the Council of American Islamic Relations. They are were cited in the journal as organizing some of these protests in Minneapolis over the past few days. This is, I believe it's Ramadan, if I'm not mistaken right now. And the Nation of Islam thing I was talking about, the anti-vax, there was a Nation of Islam, former Nation of Islam guy caused, uh, ran over that cop in D.C., I think this may all be playing into the Christian Q versus, you know, anti-Islam. And then you'll probably have a spate of anti-Semitic stuff just to really bring that that tribal conflict to yeah, a head. That's a good artificially point. created tribal conflicts. I'm not giving any credence whatsoever to the psycho babble that that's how this melting pot with one culture. And that is economic activity yeah. is tribal. No, it, but it's interesting. It, it'll creating be, it, that. It'll definitely be interesting happening. to see if something comes up in her backstory that, speaks to what you're saying there some past incident and that this mobilization so quickly it just is a testament to the speed at which a mob can be called to action in order to subvert the justice system i mean it's just so rapid with social media right now that's a big thing that i'm seeing is they're subverting the justice system it started with that that stacy versus stacy debate that if someone could please Binkley, I think I'm going to have to make a little poster on my wall with the name of that Panamanian dude who said, 
we we would never interrupt a process. We would never take to the streets and try to upend like a fair election if they came up with the right answer. But they didn't come up with the right answer. So we have to take matters into our own hand. Parkland was another thing. Don't listen to the rules. Get out there. Break the rules. Walk out of class. And then this thing in Georgia, we need Delta to subvert our representative democracy. This Viking guy uh, uh, interrupted the process of questioning Biden's election, not of certifying Biden's election. All this stuff has been for years now about subverting the process. Absolutely. I have to point out the irony of the January 6th event still being talked about and just the people separating that and these pro- these riots in their minds, as well as I would put some heavy security around the police, the jail that that woman is at, because it would not surprise me if you see protesters trying to get in there and take action into their own hands. They want justice, but their method of seeking justice is going to prevent justice, in my opinion. Okay, we've got lots more to talk about. I think we have to bring some of this Vax talk that we both... Actually, that was in the Patreon 15 yesterday. So the fact that exactly what we were talking about yesterday is unfolding today is probably right for the Patreon 15. So let's get to that then. Our last big story of the Free 30. Let's uh, talk about the new project Veritas Veritas Insight you came up with, Binkley. I think it's funny that you, as the devil's advocate are probably doing a better job than the devil himself, CNN. (laughs) So I want to hear that in the last story of the Free 30. And of course, a big thanks to the sponsor of today's show. So I had another personal consultation with my guy. I hope he doesn't mind if I use his name, Chris, from True Hemp Science yesterday. And I mean, they have such goodies. So anybody who already uses CBD, they get it. Like people, I've asked people why they use CBD products and they tell me it relieves stress, reduces anxiety, increases clarity of thought. I've heard that repeatedly. Um, it helps you sleep, helps you unwind, is a nice alternative to like the kind of mind altering stuff that slows people down. There's many reasons people like the CBD stuff. And I was, I, I never really had experience with it. So Chris kind of, makes up little flights and he'll do that for you. You can call him. You can go to tramscience.com and just talk to him. And uh, he will make up a flight of oils, of tinctures, of even skin products. And this stuff, it's, it's subtle because it's not something that like alters your your consciousness. It's subtle. So you have to take a few drops a day, every day for like 10 days. But I think that if you give that a try you will have your own testimony of what you like about it. And I just encourage you to call the guy. Tell him what you are interested in and he'll tell you what to go for. So for me, I I was I love this 32. It's an emulsion. It really I don't I don't know how to describe it. I just when I quit drinking during Lent, I really enjoyed just I put a couple of drops of that in a glass of water after dinner and I just never thought about the cocktail. But I also worry about sleeping and I started, I swapped that out for number 81. You put a few drops after dinner and again, just sleep like a rock. There's also number 19 and I don't, I, you know, I think that's, people use that because of, for mood. You just have to try the stuff around. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting and fun. But but it's it takes some expertise. So highly recommend go to tramscience.com and set up a 
a free consultation. Yeah, great t-shirts too. Always get comments. Oh my gosh, yeah. And and the skincare products are great. So my son has a skin problem and I was talking to Chris about it and he's got some ideas and he's going to send me a little a little sample and we're going to see how it goes. So, but I just love it. It's really fun and engaging and I just love it. So check that out and be sure to tell him that we sent him sent you because he doesn't always know. Uh, so also, if you want to support us, uh, not only through supporting our sponsors, but just supporting us, one thing that you could do is go to, and actually you'll benefit from this, go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report. And you can see what we do is Binkley will take, I think we've got it down to a science basically. So he'll take uh, all the clips from whoever it is, the World Economic Forum, Council of Foreign Relations, they're literally plotting to how to control the world. There's no two ways about it. You, I mean, they say it in flowery language, but it's very clear that's what they're doing. Binkley plays the videos, and we, we basically translate them in a way that you will not only understand it completely, you will then see it unfolding in real time, because th- these things are usually launching a a project, an operation. And so we've been really ahead of stuff doing that, but it takes a lot of time and Rockfin asks us to do exclusive stuff for them. So that's how we do it. So you can go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report. And if you also want to be a patron saint, we'll give you a special rate for that. So if you join patron and you message me, I'll tell you how to get that special rate. So that's patreon.com slash propaganda report. And if you... Join Patreon. You will not hear these promotions anymore because we have a a, uh, a a more streamlined feed or it's 45 minutes of just the news every day. And with that, let us get on with the last story of the free 30 or is it the free 25 today? Close to the free 25 today. Veritas, <laughs> Project Veritas, the undercover investigative journalism network, they released a new video today. And in that video, it was similar to the one yesterday. It was the same guy, the CNN technical director. And on camera today, he was talking about how fear drives the ratings, that if it bleeds, it leads. We've heard that before. And he said that because they know fear drives the ratings, that's why they have the COVID death numbers up all the time. And he said that he would find himself in the production room going, why aren't the numbers higher? The numbers should be higher. It would be better for us if the numbers are higher. He does go on to say that that's a problem. That type of attitude is a problem. The best part of it, and this is the same guy yesterday in the yesterday's video admitted that CNN spreads propaganda. The best part about this whole thing is that this these videos were obtained by Tinder dates. So he went on five Tinder dates with all project different Project Veritas spies who all recorded the dates with him. These were female spies. And it appears to me now this doesn't invalidate what he says. I I, I mean, obviously, I think CNN it spreads might. propaganda. They <laughs> definitely spread propaganda, but it does hurt the credibility of the information because it appears to me that he's trying to impress these women, that they probably set up profiles that were very anti-Trumpian and that the conversation leading up to what he said was probably all about, you know, to exaggerate it a little bit, you know, tell me how much you hate Trump and I'll go to bed with you. Probably that type of <laughs> stuff was going on. Yeah, that, that would be an exaggeration probably, but I it could definitely 
definitely be something like that. I mean, he's highly motivated to overplay it depending on how they led up to it. And they don't show you how they lead up to it, right? No, they never show the lead up to it because they do. Pro- that's how this stuff works. Again, that doesn't mean that he doesn't believe what he says. He just probably usually doesn't tell people that unless he thinks he can sleep with them. But and there isn't proof of him doing it. Isn't proof of them. They, like they don't have he doesn't take them in there into the room and show himself doing what he's saying he does. No, this is at a, a dinner. Yeah. So I'm yeah. saying like it's not even though it's his own words and normally that would be taken at face. But when you're in a court of law, there are extenuating circumstances sometimes for yeah. when you use your own voice and the court of yeah. public opinion does not have such high standards. And they could end up in law because Veritas is going to be suing CNN for defamation now. And I'll say this about the court of public opinion. It doesn't matter if he came out and did a press conference and said CNN spreads propaganda. A majority of its audience would be happy. They'd be they say, yes, we're glad you do that because you did what it takes to get Orange Man out of there because they have normalized the idea mm-hmm. of deceiving people. Yes. And there was an article in the journal today and I think yesterday or an article yesterday, an editorial today, something like that, where they were talking about reversing New York Times v. Sullivan, which is where in New York Times, Sullivan sued New York Times because they put into quotation marks something that he did not say or she and that. He that this Sullivan sued because saying I didn't say that it's not really what I meant. And they're like, well, close enough. But of course, that's what quotation marks are for, because they're, that means it's exact. Otherwise, just take the quotes off. And all you have to do is say, Sullivan said, blah, blah, blah. But you take the quotes off and it has a totally different impact. Yet New York Times won. And the feeling is that public figures really don't have as much of a defense. And I, and I, you know, I have such little faith. I feel like that will be used so selectively. You know, I mean, I think New York Times v. Sullivan is a terrible, terrible ruling. It's crazy. But I, I can't imagine that we're moving in the direction of, of better speech standards. I just, yeah, I, I'm worried about it. I haven't analyzed it yet, but I just, I, I'm sus. And uh, that's it. I got to We got to go to the patron 15 because I turn into a pumpkin when this, this kid needs the... All right, you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content Monica was telling you about, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report or go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the page 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.